0: Welcome back to the Streaming Science podcast. Streaming Science is a student-driven program that works to connect with you and scientists to learn how science impacts all of us and in our daily lives. I am Morgan Sheehan, a third-year agricultural Education and Communication major at the University of Florida, and I will be your host for today. You are currently listening to an episode from our Streaming Science podcast. Currently in her master's program, and has been conducting research under a dairy scientist in dairy calf performance. We even got into the controversy of dairy competitors and how artificial intelligence may be introducing itself in the future. Through this podcast, I hope you gain insight to see an overall sense of how scientists are moving forward to create new and unique solutions to address global issues in the future. So hi Emily, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. So we met in the UF Dairy Science Club and I understand that you are a graduate student and I know you're completing your PhD in animal sciences. How did you get involved in dairy science?
1: Yeah, so Dairy Science Club, I did a little bit of dairy science work in my undergrad. Um, That's how I kind of got into the world of dairy science. I joined my research lab in my undergrad and then eventually the Dairy Science Club became part of my responsibilities my PhD, which gave me um, more opportunities into the, the world of dairy. Okay, yeah that's really cool. I'm
0: like really excited to learn about the dairy industry and it's just really crazy about what's going to go on in the future. So since you're in your graduate program, can you tell me a little bit about the research that you're doing?
1: Yeah, so the research I'm looking at um, is a carryover of my master's work looking at the effects of social contact in early life. Um, So currently I'm looking at um, estrus detection in the heifers um, starting at six months of age through when they uh, begin to cycle. So there is a corpus luteum present on their ovary and I will be following them through their first lactation, so their first calving cycle as well. Oh, wow.
0: That is the whole entire calving part of it. I'm I'm just about to ask you about calving performance because it's just really cool what UF is doing. So how would you actually describe the dairy calf performance?
1: Yeah, so calf performance, um, I mean, I guess I've seen it differently as per, like, my research versus, like, commercial dairy settings, since we know commercial dairies tend to house their calves individually, Um, but from the research standpoint, looking at, like, individually housed calves and pair-housed calves and Group house calves, um, occasionally with some of the work that my other lab is doing, um, I see that performance, so uh, onset to starter intake, overall weight gains uh, through weaning are typically higher in calves that were provided social contact in early life versus calves that were raised the more typical way in individual settings. So, hoping in the future we go more towards providing calves with social contact in early life since we do see these benefits in their performance as they grow.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's just, uh, that's just really crazy. So, you obviously are a graduate student. you're in the dairy science club. Is there like what is your involvement in the dairy industry as a whole outside of u f?
1: Yeah, so I guess as of right now my my involvement with the dairy industry is more concentrated in the university setting, okay. so um, within animal science and the dairy unit itself. I do want to do more work within the dairy extension, so I'm hoping within my program I have more opportunities to do something like that, because um, as, a, as a researcher and a student it gives me a different perspective to understand the interaction be- between consumers and producers, since I've kind of seen both sides, so that's what that's what I'm hoping for as I progress through my PhD. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
0: that's, that's a lot. So, at UF, There is a new initiative to do more teaching and research with artificial intelligence.
1: And have you heard about AI when it comes to dairy? I personally have not interacted with a lot of AI. Um, I think AI is a great thing, and especially it could be useful in the dairy industry, especially when it comes to like, say, heat stress, since it's a big thing that's down here, we could use that for some sort of detection of that, as well as injury. Um, we could find things like lameness and things like that, that could be used to treat animals quicker um, when you're dealing with like large herd settings. So.
0: Yeah, AI is like really popping up and UF is taking control of this new technology that we're able to do so it'll be really cool to see what's going to happen in the future with the dairy industry as a whole just relating to AI and see what they can do in the future. So I'm going to get controversial here. So recently, there's been a debate about the different types of milk, specifically almond milk and skim milk. Can you tell us why people are
1: having conversations about this different type of milk
0: and how it has been
1: controversial? So I think a lot of the controversy that stems with um, like dairy produced milk and the alternatives, almond milk and things like that, comes from a public perception of the dairy industry. So a lot of people tend to not fully understand what goes on in the dairy setting. So they see like, oh, the calf is taken away from their dam so the dam can produce milk for us. So I think they, they see it as that, but they don't understand like these these cattle and these dams, that's, that's what they're raised for. That's their purpose in life is to have a calf and produce milk and these calves then we, raise them as replacement heifers and it's, it's a cycle it's an industry just like anything else so um, but i feel like that's where a lot of the controversy stems with that and why people tend to buy more of these alternative milk uh, and these like plant-based products um, to alleviate some of that like guilt they may feel so
0: yeah i'm as an ag major i am really involved in like informing consumers about what is happening and it's really important that we inform the public about what's happening and there's no misconception and false proclaims in that. So talking about the future, what do you see happening with the next years with dairy competitors? Yeah.
1: So with dairy competitors, I definitely as I get the dairy industry as a whole with competitors in it. Um could you elaborate a little? Like like different like you have
0: like one dairy farm and a different dairy farm and then you have like skim milk. A uh, skim mm. milk farm. Like how are we going to like separate all of them and how is it competing?
1: I feel see with that I, I think it's interesting because I feel the dairy industry is going to be less of sm- like individual farms and they're going to become more I don't want to say monopolies that's not the word I want to say but like bigger dairies in a in a setting so um, we're going to have areas that produce certain things yeah like the skim milk the whole milk concentration things like that Um, so I see them becoming bigger dairies instead of separate smaller dairies moving forward with the way the world is I mean population just getting bigger so
0: yeah the population (laughs) the population is getting bigger so being that we're both in IFAS and since many people in IFAS in the agriculture industry will be listening right now as communicators how would you recommend us communicating to the public about the dairy industry
1: yeah so, we're in the age of social media, so I feel like social media plays a big thing um, with interacting with, with anybody, any public perception, so I feel like sharing things that you know are from reliable and reasonable sources is an important thing. You want to be sure you're sharing accurate information, and I also advise people to do a little bit of their own research. Look at, look at some Google Scholar Papers and see what's been done, if you want to learn about something within the industry or anything in general. Um, so I think that's the big thing, learn learn a little bit about yourself and if it's something you're passionate about, advocate for it and make sure you have sources and, and things people can, can look at and have, back up your information as well. You want to make sure you're presenting accurate information to the world and not just mix, misconceptions.
0: Yeah, I think before you educate other people you need to educate yourself yes. and even take a course if you need mm-hmm. to just so you can have the correct information to communicate about it. Yeah. And so as a PhD student, what are your next steps in your involvement in the dairy
1: industry? Yeah, so I guess that the foreshadows like what I would like to do um, once I finish my PhD. Um, I haven't decided fully what I want to do whether academia or extension, um, but whatever I want to do, I want to advocate for the dairy industry. I want to make the dairy industry, I don't want to normalize it, but like I want to make it more understanded by, um, the the public. Um so I think with whatever avenue I choose that I want to do something positive for the dairy industry and have it, a better light on it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's great. Just having a more positive light on the dairy industry and educating people is a uh, plus to everything that you're doing right now. And I thank you so much for coming this week to me again. Yeah, no problem. So, Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for listening to AI in Action series on the Streaming Science Podcast. Make sure to follow us and reach out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm your host, Morgan Sheehan, and thank you so much for listening. For more information, please visit the links shown below.